The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to Makers of Minnesota, and we are podcasting episode number 51. Thank you to everybody that's given us feedback and suggestions for people that we might want to interview as we stay on this journey of meeting all of the cool makers in the state of Minnesota. Um, As I said, we are on episode 51, and if you enjoyed these podcasts, please share them with others, or if you could share our social media posts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just to raise the awareness that we are doing this podcast, there are still a lot of people that don't know how to access podcasts, um, but they may have found one recently, and there's this whole world of podcasting that's happening. We are excited to have Matt McGinn with us. Matt is the inventor and partner of something called Bad Larry's Hard Coffee. Uh, welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you for having me. So Bad Larry's uh, Cold Hard Coffee, I think is the appropriate full name, (laughs) is a product that I think I first read about in Time Magazine. How on earth did you go from having this concept to being in Time Magazine before people could even get this on the shelves? What a coup. Yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of a crazy ride. Um, So we're basically the first caffeinated alcohol on the market. And so there's a lot of, um, I think, easy press because because of that fact because people are so shocked like why didn't anybody do this before and how did you think of it so we found a loophole with the the law so basically a lot of people know about four loco and how back in like it was the early 2000s a lot of people like four loco was an insanely big hit it was a huge energy drink that was full of caffeine and and alcohol people thought it was dangerous yeah and yeah and you know people were it's it's a it's a 22.5 ounce can and there was literally more caffeine than a monster and then all all that stuff like taurine and guarana yep and college kids were basically drinking too much of it and getting into cars and mothers against drunk driving shut it down yep and so basically they were forced and the ttb was forced to change the rules on adding caffeine into alcohol okay but we found a loophole that you can add natural ingredients that have caffeine into an alcoholic beverage. So we found the loophole. It's just like a coffee beer in the fact that there's coffee in coffee beers. There's just not a lot of it. So we thought, what if we put in way more coffee and no beer and then put in malt liquor because malt liquor is not beer. It's it's alcohol. It's malted yep. alcohol without hops. So our product is literally 50% real cold brew coffee. Black Eye Roasting Co., and then 50% malt liquor. And how did you find that loophole? Like, We hired a company, and you know, we invested in, in, legal, in a legal team. Research and development, yep. yep. And um, we basically were told that you can have any amount of um, alcohol, any amount of ABV with um, up to 200 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. So um, when you figured this out, mm-hmm. you were you just sitting there just like, holy... Yes. Pow, this is amazing. <laughs> we were like, yes. Uh, we took it, you know, my partners and I took a gamble and we were like, let's just invest in the legal because if it, if this turns out, we're going to be the first company with caffeinated alcohol on the market. Yep. And um, cold brew's trending. 
Flavored malt beverages are trending. Yep. And this is to... And beverages are trending. Correct. So this is to a bowl. So how did you... So you... Okay. So let's back up a second. You have Black Eye Roasting Company. Yep. You're a roaster and you're roasting coffee beans and that's your business. Yep. Then the whole cold brew phenomenon starts happening. Yep. And that opened up more business opportunities yeah. for you. When you started Black Eye Roasting Company, did you know cold brew would become a thing? Cold brew is actually our was our only focus. Okay. So we started Black Eye as a cold brew company, and we roasted our own beans, but we weren't interested in selling hot coffee. Okay. At that point in time, since then we have two coffee shops in the Twin Cities, and we have wholesale bean accounts, but it's not really, still really not our focus. So the you and cold brew is our focus. Okay, and you were. Um, on the front end of that, it sounds like, yeah. in the Twin Cities. Yep. So as you get this Bad Larry's idea going and you put research and develop money into it, how much did it cost you to take it to market, do you think? It costs about $400,000. Wow. Okay. I th- I was thinking it might have been a little bit less than that, but mm-hmm. I knew it would be a lot. That is a huge gamble. Yep. Congratulations yep. that it paid off. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> For every business that yeah. you're in, you know, some of them pay off, some of them don't. Right. I can tell you in my own business, we actually had a business that we thought was going to be successful called Party Pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't, as I'm sure you're shocked Man. to know, but <laughs> <laughs> you you tried lots of different things. Right. So uh, from the time that you got your research and development, like, hey, mm-hmm. this is a thing we can do, to the time that you're holding the can, how long was that? It was about seven months. That's it? Yeah. And, you know, the R&D stuff, we invested about 20K. Yep. And then we... We figured out that we can do this, and then we got major investments to fund it, fund yep. the first run. And the first run was the really expensive part. But, and uh, and was it hard to find someone to produce and do the can? Because I'm understanding that there's this huge crush about everyone wants to can their cocktails. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, and so that was why it cost so much money, because the only options available were companies like City Beverage in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which co-packs, Mike's Hard Lemonade, Smear yep. Ice, all these huge companies, and we— to get on their schedule, had to go with their run minimum, which was 10,024 pounds. Wow. So, so that's a risk. That was a risk, yeah. too. And then Black Eye had to produce 10,365 gallons of cold brew for the first run. And my company, you know, we had to do it at a co-packer at a local brewery because we've been building out our 30,000-square-foot manufacturing facility down the street. Okay. So we had to do it on one bright tank with one red wine vat, and it took, you know, it took every day of the week for a month to produce this order. And we had to do it twice. And then, oh, wow. So were you yeah. sweating it out? Yeah, we were sweating it out. And we were going through a transition where one of my brewers left. And so it was just like balls to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, kind of a lot of short nights. And here you are with your Bad Larry's hard coffee yep. in cans. Absolutely. What um what kind of feedback have you been getting from the marketplace? Yeah, so um it's not we called the name the name Bad Larry's comes from Boston, and it's a product that you know it's not exactly coffee beer and it's not exactly beer and it's not exactly coffee. It's its own thing, and a lot of people like go and crack open a can and they drink it and they're like expecting a really dark black coffee. It's not that, and so it kind of I kind of like think it tastes a little bit more like sweet tea. And so when you actually tell somebody that, hey, it's a little sweet, um, it's really good over ice, it kind of takes some of that like sweetness down, um, it's really enjoyable, and people really like it. People really like it over ice. Uh, we felt like if you're a bitter IPA guy, 
you're not going to like Bad Larry's alone. Mm-hmm. It's a great mixer. People are throwing. I was going to ask you about yeah. that because that's how I saw it. Right. So people are throwing bourbon in it. They're throwing fireball whiskey. They're throwing um, real cold brew in it to kind of balance the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of people are using it with like Bailey's and actual almond milk or soy milk. They're adding milk into it. And that really adds a nice touch. Yeah, that's yeah. so interesting that you say that because when I saw it and when I first had it, that was my first thought was mm-hmm. this would be a good mixer. But then yeah. I was like, oh, does that make me like some kind of weird alcoholic that I want to mix <laughs> one alcoholic drink with another alcoholic no, drink? Of course not. Uh, yeah, not at all. Who's yeah. the market for this? Um, we're we're looking at, you know, people. So when we started this company, we thought it would really be the brunch crowd mm-hmm. at, at restaurants, kind of two birds with one stone. You have just as much caffeine as a cold brew coffee, which is twice as much caffeine as a hot coffee in a can of with 6% ABV. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like no need to fill up on coffee when you're at brunch. But it's also the music crowd. Um, so if you're going out late and want to stay up, it's, uh, it's a great, actually, hangover drink. If you're hungover, it's perfect for that. Um, but really, our crowd seems to be the female flavored malt beverage consumer. Really? Yeah. So you're competing with the same people that like a- Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. In like uh, not your father's root beer. Yep, that's and, really uh, interesting. Yeah, we're going after that the, the FMB market uh, for sure. But we do have some you know musical influences in our company investors, and so we have access to um, big music venues across the country. And so it will be kind of like I think a, we don't want to we don't want you to like go and slam this stuff. You should drink one. But yep. we are marketing as a party drink. Yep, not a get messed up drink. So will you be at, like, Coachella and those kinds yeah, of places? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then locally, are there places that you're working with? You're obviously from the Twin Cities, so are there huh? unique partnerships that you're exploring? Yeah, we're trying to do um, – we're going to do a big launch party. Uh, we're, we're currently talking to CanCan Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the Bitter Cube folks. They've been yeah. on this program before. And Nick is a really good friend of mine, and so um, Black Eye used them to do a lot of Black Eye cocktails Yep. Uh, in the beginning when Black Eye launched. Um, Where did your background come from that you were like, hey, I need to do cold brew coffee? <laughs> well, I've always been in the coffee industry is either a roaster or a barista. Okay. But I actually went to Augsburg for social work. Oh, interesting. I have a degree in social work, and um, social work's not for me. I like caffeinating people, I guess, so that's my giving back <laughs> to the community. <laughs> so you were um, in the coffee industry how did you make the switch to I'm going to be the cold brew guy in the Twin Cities? And when you started um, Black Eye Roasting, how did, did you have funders? Did you fund it yourself? Did you put it on a credit yeah. card? I put it on credit cards, and I found my first investor on Craigslist. And I was Tell working, me about that. I was working at Dunn Brothers at the time, and I just saw how cold brew was trending with companies like Stumptown and Chameleon and Cuvée Coffee down in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and then in Portland in New York City. And I was like, wow, I make really good cold brew. And at this time, I had no idea really how to do business stuff. Then I quickly found out that people, I was good at sales and selling things. And I had kind of figured out how I traded a a really nice moped that I owned that was like a collectible antique moped. I traded it for a homebrew setup. And I figured out how to keg coffee, do nitro cold brew in my apartment. And I tried everything and failed. I mean, most of it was bad. And then I finally figured out that, oh, maybe you don't use CO2 to... Because then you carbonate your coffee. So I figured out nitrogen. Oh, you use nitrogen. And then the, and then it was really good. And I pitched this to somebody I found on on Craigslist. He How just, did you find them? Like I just posted an ad saying looking for a coffee investor. I'm like an industry veteran. And, you know, I had a 
barista experience and roasting experience, but I was by no means a veteran. Um, I was a store manager at multiple shops uh, in the past, Starbucks, Caribou, Dunn Brothers. Um, I did corporate stuff for Dunn Brothers. Uh, so I was kind of a veteran, but young and inexperienced. But I you know, found this guy who was working at Ten Care, and he was really bored and just had a burning hole in his pocket. And he was like, I'll invest 6 k What does 6 k get me? And I was like, do whatever you want. <laughs> that and is hilarious. So he he put you know six k in, and together we bought Quixotic Coffee. Okay. In Highland Park, and I my background was flipping struggling coffee shops. We got a really good deal in the coffee shop. It had a basement that had a commissary kitchen. So I was like, we could start Black Eye in the basement, and that's exactly what we did. We started it in the basement. At Quixotic. Wow. Okay, yeah. and that's in Highland Park. Yep. Coffee shop right yep. over by. Um... Our RF Muller Jewelers, right? Yes. Over there. Right there. That's excellent. Um, all right. So I love to hear the story about how people get started. How can people find Bad Larry's now? Um, it's in most of your favorite liquor stores. It's pretty much everywhere in the state. Okay. Um, especially like, you know, it's at Zips Liquors. That's all the Total Wines, Coburn's. Love it. Yep. Well, congratulations. Thank I you. hope it is an amazing success. It's a great product and it's fun you're the first of its kind. You're going to yeah. be a year from now. We're going to be like, and then there was Bad Larry. <laughs> I, I hope love so. It. Congratulations. I wish you tons of success. Thank you so much.